Hello and welcome. Welcome to a wee bit Brezzy podcast. I'm Candice. And I'm Lynn. And here you're going to hear us talk about some probably inappropriate things. Yeah, we're just two cousins hanging out, yeah. talking about conversations yeah. inappropriate. There'll be lots of laughs. And some teasing. And it might get a wee bit spicy every now and then. I hope you join us. You totally missed it before I pushed the record button, but we both have like the same the same type of evil kind of. Oh, laughter. we totally do. <laughs> Even if it's not, I, like, I wish I pressed record yeah. before then, <laughs> and then we had the same tone and wavelength and everything. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we gotta get that one of these times. We will. Anyway, hello, <laughs> welcome, welcome to our our episode number we already forgot a couple episodes ago what number we're on so yeah. today we're talking all about stereotypes in it yes in it <laughs> in it, <laughs> in it. Yeah. yeah so uh that's the focus of of today's episode so thank you so much for being here i mean you gotta lean into this one especially if totally. you're indigenous or even if you're not indigenous and you're listening in on yeah. our sessions yeah stereotypes are kind of just like the thing they're they're all around us yeah. we've all heard them many of them mm-hmm. And so we're going to unpack that a little bit today. Absolutely. But of course, yeah. before we do, let's get into our what's up cuz question yeah. of the week. So I think I know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the question is this time. So now I'm like starting to sweat. I'm like, what is this question? Okay. So I'm a little spicy today um, for my own, th- my own reasons. Um, so when I saw this question on like an icebreakers um list i was like uh-huh. oh i gotta ask that so the original question is do you fold your pizza but <laughs> to change it to be indigenous <laughs> do you fold your indian taco do i fold? <laughs> i was not expecting this kind of question Okay, Which, but you think you know the answer. You think yeah, you know my answer. because okay. we had Indian tacos the other day. That's right, and you were watching me eat Indian tacos. <laughs> you remember? Yeah, we yeah. had that last week. Yeah. No, I do not. No. <laughs> I am one of those Indians that eats the Indian taco with a fork and a knife. Yeah, yeah. And our Indian tacos, I would say, are a little bit different than other places. Like, I mean, if you look to, like, the more prairie style, yeah. like this very flat bread yeah, type of... Yeah, exactly. Work, it's harder to fold our is, Indian tacos. Like the ones we had the other day, they were technically big enough to fold. True. But they were puffy. Yes. So it made it harder to actually like pick it up and and fold it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing with Indian tacos. I freaking love Indian tacos, oh, yeah. but they're one of the most awkward things. To oh, eat it's just because a mess. it's it's a pyramid. And yeah. for me and my OCD, yeah. it likes to have an even little a bit of everything on one fork. <laughs> yes. So I need just enough bandage with just enough bite. chili. Exactly, exactly. For the perfect bite. Yeah. And I can't get that. <laughs> <laughs> no. If I had a foldable indie taco, I might get it, right? Yeah. Because then it would be, yeah. Right. But oh no. But for me, it's super awkward. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay. How about you? I do this. I need a, a, a yeah. knife and fork. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. It's just, it's just a mess. Like, yes. even regular tacos, which, I mean, this is terrible. Okay, we all know I'm in a same-sex relationship, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there is such thing as Taco Tuesday, and it makes it even funnier. It's a same relationship. Um, yeah, but even, like, the soft-shell regular tacos, yeah. I don't really fold them. I kind of, like, burrito it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm a very neat eater. Yes. Vera says this all the time. She yeah. was like, how, we'll eat tacos, literally, and my plate is clean. Yeah. She's like, how do you do that? I'm like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, like pizza, too, because, like, I don't fold my pizza. I always feel like that's an American yeah. thing. You see Americans, so they fold. Well, If it's yeah. big enough, yeah, you just fold it. Yeah. So it's, like, a little bit more neater. Exactly. Eat. Yeah. Yeah. Like so that. there you go. Okay. Good. Yeah. What's up, cuz question? Right? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Stereotypes. Let's get into it. Um, oh, my God. Where do we There's, start with this one? There is no pyramid to this one. It's just... No. A lot of different stereotypes that it's hard to find a beginning. Yeah. Because there's just so much. And one of the things we were saying just before we came on to record, record this episode too was there's, yes, we have Indigenous, or we have Indigenous, we have stereotypes as Indigenous peoples, yeah. but then there's other stereotypes that we carry too, right? Mm-hmm. With, with yeah. the many labels that we introduced our whole podcast yeah, exactly. series on. Um, like there's stereotypes about being a millennial. Yeah. There are stereotypes about the gender that you embody, exactly. right? So, yeah. And stereotypes within my relationship, like, yes, man, whatever, yes. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it just, it's never ending. And I, I understand that there is um, a reason why we have stereotypes. Mm-hmm. But I think we're finally at a time where we can start breaking down those barriers mm-hmm. and perhaps create... Um, healthy stereotypes mm, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i mean i yeah i think i was i was gonna say i didn't know how to respond mm. to healthy stereotypes but i'm like ultimately if you really think about it as human beings we mm-hmm. like to categorize shit absolutely do, right I, so i think that they're yeah. healthy stereotypes yeah. for sure and exactly. i think that's what that's what we should always be reaching for mm-hmm. ultimately yeah I, I don't think we can ever live in a society without stereotypes yes um that's true and, you know, there's a lot of talk right now about, you know, our unconscious bias mm-hmm. that, you know, certain ethnicities don't drive very well mm-hmm. or, um, I don't know. I suck at stereotypes because I don't consciously think about them. So mm. it's hard for me to pick up my uh, subconscious biases Yeah. without someone being like, hey, do you think this about that? And then I'll go, oh, yeah, hey, mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, yeah, that's my own brain thing though. Like mm-hmm. I need an external question to help me think about something mm-hmm. that I just automatically think or do within right. my brain. Right. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, indigenous stereotypes that you really just, it, it irks you. It just really, you know, bothers um, you. Well, the ones that have, have affected me the most is, um, always late to work mm, or yes. um, I don't show up for this thing that I said I was going to, or I don't communicate something that I said I was going to. So kind of like that, it's my most lived experience because I've been working in education yeah. for so long. Um, yeah. That often people expect me to not be there on time, mm. to not email mm-hmm. them. So when they find out, you know, about my work ethic and my character, Mm. um, I then become the person that they look to help fix something. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that's my biggest one, I think. That one I totally forgot about because Mm -hmm. in my mind, I was not preparing for that that one. But I remember when I first started working where you and I both worked Mm -hmm. was in the school district. And I remember Mm -hmm. one supervisor that I had to report to that was a principal 
uh, my very first day, I was like 19 years old, right? right? I just came out of college and had my diploma in child youth care. And on my very first day on the job, mm-hmm. um, the principal's like, you know, we've gone through a lot of Aboriginal support workers here. And just so you know, yeah. I expect you to be here when you say you're going to mm-hmm. be here. And I was like, yeah. oh, Lord, this is one yeah, of those stereotypical exactly. moments. She yeah. made a judgment out of me, right? Yeah. So yeah. that was like, ouch, really? Yeah. But at the same time, because I was so young and didn't have the spiciness and the power that I feel today, exactly. you just, you feel like you got to fall in yeah. line. That was my yeah. thing, right? So, yeah. but I felt that quite often as mm-hmm. a young Indigenous person, mm-hmm. right? And then of course, coming from the family that I grew up in, I think my parents drilled that into me. It's like, yeah. you got to work double as yeah, hard, triple exactly. as hard as anybody else. So yeah. again, then people start to know your work ethic and then they're like, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, you, you, right? you yeah, 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 you become exactly. the go-to person. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's, compliment but then it's also very tiring yes and it feels like the weight of responsibility is on me when it's something that has nothing to do with my job yeah um or it has yeah like if a coworker is late or not showing up it becomes my responsibility to figure out where they are and mm-hmm. then to rearrange their schedule and it's like it's not it's not on me yeah but because i'm the capable capable person and i feel sorry especially for the students at the time would mm-hmm. be missing out mm-hmm. um one of the things that um a, a supervisor talked uh, taught me ages ago it's like do it for the kids mm-hmm. so my most of my career i've lived by that mm-hmm. and you know i still talk to him to this day and I, he still says the same thing it's like mm. we're there for the kids mm. um because ultimately with us having our, our work experience in education in school specifically um yes the teachers matter and the support staff matter but ultimately if we're going to make a difference it has to be about the kids yeah so if the kids are going to be missing out on a presentation or a topic that's super important or is connecting to something they're already learning in the class, I feel bad mm-hmm. because they're the ones missing out. Yeah, It has nothing to do with the administration or the teachers or anyone else in the school. It's about mm-hmm. those kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OMG. And then you really have to keep that, that centered for yourself too, just to develop your own healthy boundaries mm-hmm. in a place of work that might not be... I'm just going to say it culturally mm-hmm. safe Absolutely. or, yeah. or yeah. Um, reflective of, yeah. of our values and work ethics and those kinds exactly. of things. So it's like, yeah. you just need to remember, okay, you're here, yeah. you're here for the kids. You're here for the work. Right. Yeah, and, exactly. and because yeah. there are so many times that I know this with so many of our, our colleagues who still work in, in the institution of actually any institution yeah. in Canada. Right. Yeah. And you know, we, we take hits, we take mm-hmm. these little microaggressions and sometimes outright, discriminatory mm-hmm. behavior by professionals Absolutely. and it's like oh you take it and then it's yeah. like yeah yeah i'm not saying it's valid or, or we have to take it but it hurts right and it takes it a does. toll but if you have to keep yeah that's that's a testament to our resilience <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <clears throat> to keep coming back yeah. right you know yeah. the most amount of we'll get into this specifically in another other um episode but <laughs> about racism in the workplace you know Mm -hmm. um some of those do fall into stereotypes as well so i've been on the receiving end of someone's overt racism Mm. aka also judgment of stereotypes um that still bother me Mm. that i still think of almost daily um and i didn't do anything about it or i wasn't given enough information of what to do about it Mm. or i wasn't supported by yes um those who should be supporting me through something like that. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, but that's a whole topic. That's a whole that's other, a, that's a whole other whole episode. episode. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely those stereotypes um, have affected me most is in the workplace. Mm. And also because I don't look overtly Indigenous, mm. um, the look of shock when I introduce myself to someone who isn't expecting to see someone who is fair-skinned and green eyes on a given day, they might change, but you know, they're not expecting to see someone that looks like me. They're anticipating a stereotypical exactly. indigenous person. Exactly. Like long, dark brown hair, yeah. brown skin, brown yeah, eyes, all exactly. of that. Yeah. Wearing, yeah. you know, moccasins or yeah. carrying a leather bag and their drum and totally. got the feather in the hair and all of that stuff. Yeah. So I do get a lot of that too. Mm -hmm. Is there any other ones that you've experienced? Things that really irk me and and <laughs> make me super uncomfortable. Yeah, there's. I feel like I have a laundry list of of stereotypes. Um, I mean, kind of the ones that you were saying. Um, you mentioned earlier where it seems like a compliment. I think mm -hmm. I've had things presented mm -hmm. to me as a compliment, and I'm like, why are you telling me that? Mm -hmm. Is that something you tell other non-indigenous people yeah. my age and my gender? Yeah. So, like for example, um, you talk very well, mm -hmm. or you speak very well, mm -hmm. or you're incredibly intelligent. I'm like. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, I get it. I'm like, at first your initial thing is like, is this a compliment yeah, or is this, exactly. I don't know. Or is this because you're thinking that we are not as indigenous people? Yeah. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I don't know. And I honestly don't know, but those don't sit well with me. And those, I hate those really awkward ones. Oh, totally. Cause I think there's a different way of framing compliments. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, it's cause this one's a popular one right now, especially within the trans community. Um, and you know, it's like, Oh, you look great for, a woman, oh. right? Mm -hmm. Or you you don't look like you've transitioned. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, those backhanded things. It's like yes. um Yeah, I don't that's based on your stereotype of what it means to be trans. Yeah. You're not seeing me for me. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so those things definitely apply in our community too. Of you don't well, you don't look indigenous, so mm -hmm. You're not really that indigenous or or you don't look indigenous so therefore you don't have trauma mm, oh my gosh yeah. yeah 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 uh assumptions right absolutely yeah yeah what else is on the laundry list of stereotypes and i i talk about these for a living it's like um that we that we make bad parents mm -hmm. as indigenous peoples that we're all drunks or alcoholics yeah that we all yeah. live in poverty Right. That we're all spiritual. Exactly. <laughs> right. There's weird ones like that too. Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Hey, Which there's spiritual. some good TikToks about that. Is it? So funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. um, but we had a conversation about you being a, a young dad and mm -hmm. especially a young Indigenous dad mm -hmm. and the stereotypes that you were faced um yeah. in in the early weeks and days and, and years of raising your daughter that oh yeah you know um what you you actually want to take care of your kid what yeah. you actually want to provide clothing food and shelter for her yeah 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 that one it was a stereotype that really affected me for the better part of of my fatherhood mm -hmm. um because this is something that i just knew about and and seen in our families and in our communities yeah. is that there's a lot of single parent families mm -hmm. and a lot of and I'm just going to be transparent and say it. And this mm -hmm. is just what I've observed, right? A lot of a lot of absentee fathers. Yes. Um, yeah. And a, and a lot of people that were cousins of mine growing up in mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. um, so not quite like my parents' generation, mm -hmm. but between my parents' generation and me, I just seen yeah, that a lot. Exactly. And so it was yeah. kind of like the cultural norm I saw. Yeah. 
And when I knew that I was going to become a parent, I was like, I, I will not mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. one of those part-time mm-hmm. dads or absentee dads. Yeah. Um, and of course my, uh, my, daughter's mother is non-indigenous right Right. so she's english yeah background and so even with that i felt like there was like a double whammy on Mm -hmm. like i had to i didn't have to but i made a very strong intention and a point to Mm -hmm. stay involved and became a single full-time dad at the age of of 23 years old 22 years old and so it was it was a lot of like the shock Mm -hmm. and awe right yeah. And also too, like, well, there's just the stereotype of like dads, newfound dads don't know how to be a dad. Right. Or new, and I just feel like that's in general, I don't think that's an indigenous thing, no. but like young first time parents don't know how to parent. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> little do you know, I've had a hand in raising kids since before I became a parent, exactly. right? For yeah. probably a decade had a hand yeah. in raising kids. So I knew how to feed, I know how to burp, I know mm-hmm. how to change diapers, I knew mm-hmm. how to, you know, do all basically everything yeah because i've i've had always been surrounded by by little humans yeah and so when my daughter was born i was like wow you're really good at this right and a lot of that surprise <laughs> right? like, yeah, yeah. Well, that was yeah. a big part of our culture is i i've known how to do that for years before i became exactly. a dad yeah and the whole you know um oh is your dad babysitting you today no oh my no. god i know no. is your dad babysitting kate okay, parent does not babysit <laughs> exactly <laughs> a parent just parents well a parent can babysit someone else's kids yeah but that's something totally different when it comes to your own children yeah um do you feel like the way you went about um raising your daughter was an attempt at breaking the stereotype or a trauma response I think it was an attempt at breaking the stereotype for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that definitely had a big part to do with it. Along, it was a factor among many factors yeah. uh, in the context of what was going on between my daughter, her mom, and me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a huge driving force. And then just in terms of resources too, like there was a yeah. lot of resources that that our family had and that I had, mm-hmm. and that, of course knowledge, knowledge and, and resources. So yeah. we were better equipped. Yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but then I remember being out in public too. And I'm like, and I, you know, I always say that my daughter's kind of been raised on my hip. Yes. So she never really left me. She, I had her with me everywhere. Yeah. Um, so if I'm out of the grocery store or at the mall, she was there with me, even mm-hmm. if she was, you know, a year old, two yeah. years old. Yeah. And there was like these older ladies in public that are just like, oh, this poor young man in this his young daughter and they right. feel like they had to give me parenting skills in the oh. middle of like the shopping aisle or right. something. They would like, yeah. That's awkward. Well, it's like they lean in with like, oh, you know, so cute. And then same thing. Oh, it's yeah. daddy watching you today. And yeah. it's like, little do you know, this child right? never leaves me. Right. Yeah. And then they have to offer like parenting advice or tips or tricks yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. And you know, in some, some of those cases, yeah, it's, it's with good intent. But it is still feeding that stereotype of what it means to be a young father or an indigenous father. And they have no idea really the effect that those tips or advice really has on you. Yeah. Well, I think that this is the harm that comes with stereotypes is that you are perceived as something else, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're you're an other. You yes. don't belong. You're yeah. an abnormal totally. thing. You're not fitting into yeah. the the fabric of society in yeah. some shape or form or fashion. And mm-hmm. so people have to make a judgment off of it, right? Yeah. I think that's what hurts about stereotypes is like it's yeah. like that's not me. That's exactly. not me. That's not again that's not aligned with my identity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We could go on about this forever. Um, 
do you think that uh, stereotypes have affected your daughter in her own life still? That's hard. I think so. I don't want to assume. I've mm-hmm. never had that conversation with, with my daughter. Um, but I think, I do think stereotypes affect each and every one of us. Yeah. Um, and especially her being in a biracial family mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. between a European and an indigenous family. Yeah. I think there's got to be some implications for there. But yeah. I've actually never, unfortunately, I've never had that conversation with her. But I can yeah. only imagine, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I just remember... Um, some of my experiences in high school and you know i had people call me a dirty indian and a squaw mm-hmm. and um everything under the sun mm-hmm. but really i was none of those things and yeah. it was bullying that they were doing to me um and nothing was ever really done about it and i don't think the school system is much different because I don't think administration is really willing to help tackle and break those things down. Yeah. Um, you know, and in, especially in terms of bullying, whether it's based on stereotypes or not, or whether yeah. they just don't like a kid. Yeah. Um, I, I heard a story just a few days ago of this young boy who's afraid to go to school because he's being severely bullied. Mm. And it's like this, he's a kid. He should never be afraid to go to school. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was bullied like my life was threatened by people and it was mm. in in writing mm-hmm. and I was told to move schools mm. you know it's like oh my well, gosh well when are you gonna actually step up and help protect people yeah um so whether that bullying is based on stereotypes or not I think um the whole system above especially in education needs to be challenged on stereotypes yeah yeah well I think that absolutely and and these are still early days. I believe that we are having the conversation about discrimination, mm-hmm. prejudice, bias, racism, a lot more in education. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, these are early days and we haven't figured out, well, I think we've figured it out, but it's leaders in yeah. very large institutions that are predominantly run by yeah. people whom this topic doesn't mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. Imp- are they're less impacted by by these right. people that have probably have never faced stereotypes or, or racism or discrimination, right? Yeah. So that's problematic in itself because people, you know, for people to look at any type of social violence, like sexism, ageism, racism, Mm -hmm. right? All of those isms need to be seen as safety, right? It's easy to see somebody get punched in the face or kicked or pushed around or shoved in the hall or shoved into a locker. And we have serious ramifications for that, but it's less easier to see or, or, recognize and address exactly. the social pains yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and see them for what exactly that they're safe they're absolutely. safety issues right yeah excuse yeah. me absolutely yeah um i'm gonna flip the script a little bit though mm. um do you think that you've had moments where your own stereotypes or expectations of indigenous people has played an effect on your work or your interaction with someone Hmm. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Um, being annoyed that your indigenous coworker is late all the time or that you have to um, provide an excuse for someone who isn't doing their job when someone oh, comes in. Oh, right, right. So like internalized racism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're all impacted by racism. We're all impacted by 
stereotypes of our own. Mm -hmm. And I think I would be a hypocrite <laughs> if I went out into the world and be like, oh my God, that does not exist in my brain, right? Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. in my framework exactly. or mental framework, right? right? Only I now am fortunate enough to have been doing my own research and internal work mm -hmm. that I can at least name it and address it. Yeah. Because yeah. we all have those behaviors oh, totally. as social creatures. Yeah. And I I need to check myself on a daily with with all of the isms, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I need to check myself if I am being racist to my own kind, yeah. my own people, right? Yeah. I need to check myself if I'm being sexist. I need to check yeah. myself if I'm being ableist. That yeah. one's a new one for me. I'm working mm -hmm. on it. Um, mm -hmm. What is the other one? Oh, classism too, right? Yeah. And like assuming right? people can't afford things or people can afford things. Yeah, and the exactly. whole system of class plays out. Totally. So I do have those judgments, mm -hmm. absolutely, on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. But at least I have the training mechanism built in somewhere back mm -hmm. there between my eyeballs to say, yeah. Hey, I think you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. Or I call myself out on that shit too and be yeah, like, hey, exactly. you're having those feelings, those prejudiced yeah. feelings towards, yeah. you know, whether it's a friend or colleague or family member, right? Mm -hmm. Those those happen. Right? Yeah. But at least I name them and, and exactly. work with them. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know, you? oh, it's been a huge struggle, especially because I, I have been the air quotes reliable one in mm. many workplaces um, and also the approachable face. Uh, so that's kind of a flip the script on that too, is like, because I don't look overtly indigenous and maybe they've gotten to know me a little bit better and they mm. understand my work ethic that they feel it's easier to talk to me mm. because I present as capable and I also present as white, mm. um, or I'm white passing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I do have my own struggles with, okay, this person is asking me for help with this coworker or with this um, external person who's supposed to, whatever. Mm. And I get those innate uh, or almost instinctual feelings of like, oh, are you late? Why can't you just be here on time? Mm. And not that I've ever overtly said that to someone outside of my safe circle of people. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, those, they're definitely internalized. It's like, why can't you just be there on time? Mm. Why can't you just stick to the, the the topic that you're supposed to be talking about? Like mm. you're talking about plants, but why are you talking about racism? Mm. Um, you know, this whole idea of sticking to the the schedule, sticking to the system, those things have, have played a, a really big thing in my life. And, and I admittedly am very frustrated by those things. Mm -hmm. I think it's better now because yeah. I do have a lot more compassion and understanding. Mm. Um, I do struggle with um, things outside of work in terms of relation to my family mm. um, because a lot of their ways of interacting with the world are based in trauma. Mm -hmm. So I can understand and, and go, yeah, okay, this person is traumatized. This person is carrying this, this trauma stereotype mm. and presenting it in a very stereotypical way. Um, I understand why that is, mm -hmm. but I struggle to overcome to the point of um, why are you doing something about it? Mm. Why aren't you changing it? Mm -hmm. Like you, you, you're saying X, Y, Z keeps happening to you, but you're still doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so my own internal stereotypes or I guess racism against my own people is, is still a struggle. Mm -hmm. um, it's crappy. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, 
it's crappy because it's it's you know I feel like it's a part of like mental residue that's yeah. that we've inherited from other places like yeah. society or internally from our own family narratives mm-hmm. right or just the world in, in yeah. general like we've been socialized with these uh, stereotypes and they don't feel good right no. especially when it's about your own people your mm-hmm. own relatives your own family um yeah, yeah it, it really sucks it does it also just makes me think about too just how how exhausting it can be to be indigenous oh, totally. in non-indigenous spaces because yes. you're navigating you're navigating identities and mm-hmm. sometimes you're navigating a clash of identities mm-hmm. absolutely and that's where intersectionality comes in oh, right totally. i mean it's one thing if you carry indigenous identities where you are now already receiving at the receiving end of a stereotype just because yeah. you're indigenous then if you're an indigenous woman well, then oh, totally. boom, then you have two yeah. intersections, right? Yeah. But if you're an Indigenous woman who identifies as trans, mm-hmm. then you got three, right? Yeah, and exactly. then if you are have and a disability at the same yeah, time as that, yeah. right? Whether then it's, it's like, a visible or invisible disability or in, a type of neurodivergence. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, and that is so much to, to navigate, especially for people who are less, less, in the intersections, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, right? More in the binary. More in the binary, right? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, please help me. Yeah, <laughs> and it's exactly. Like, really? Exactly. Like, all of a sudden, you got to be the ambassador for, right? right? Your yeah. people and help them navigate their yeah. landscape. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, it sucks that the the burden of educating people is on you. Yes. When you're in one of those spaces, whether it's a binary or not. Yeah, 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 exactly. So with having that burden of educating people, um, how would you go about or what advice would you give for people listening of how to break down these stereotypes, whether Mm. it's for someone else or whether it's for themselves? Mm. Um, Yeah, that's such a good question. I feel like as somebody who does educate the masses on on these kinds of conversations, I feel like it's important to number one, we, and I'm just going to be transparent with you. <laughs> we need to pick our own battles, yeah. right? Cause if we want to take the world on with uh, navigating identities and prejudices and biases and who's in the binary, who's not in the mm-hmm. binary, right? Mm-hmm. What is equitable and inequitable and fair and just and all of those kinds of things, we can burn ourselves out really quick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so therein, we need a lot of patience with ourselves and patience with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So my advice would be to number one, pick your battles, um, know what is your work and what is other people's work, mm. because yeah. we can't always take on other people's yeah. work. Right. I'm like, yeah. mm, you do you boo. <laughs> that sounds like a you yeah. question. That sounds like you work. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And especially when you're educating other people, whether it's people in the binary or not, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, I think that's your work. Right. That's yeah. the hardest part. And it's exhausting all the time because you're like, is this my work or is this this person's work? Right. Yeah. And ultimately yeah. the best thing you could do is follow your gut. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause if you feel like it's healthy and constructive by leaning in and offering some knowledge, some yeah. of your energy, some of your wisdom, mm-hmm. and you feel like it's going to be met with open arms and receptivity, then yeah. I will lean in, right? Yeah, I will right. engage with you. I will work yeah. with you. Yeah. Even if it's, and I do this with people who are not in the binary all the time, like mm-hmm. let's say what really wealthy middle-class right. white dudes, right? Yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, well, can you tell me this? And I'm like, Lord, oh, <laughs> this, yeah. this is like, <laughs> this sounds like a you job, right? This yeah. sounds like a you problem, but at the yeah, same time, exactly. this person's, I'm feeling this person's really engaged. And yeah. if I offer them a teaching or a, a, an education, a learning moment, then I feel like it's going to go a really long way. Mm-hmm. That will fill up my cup. Yeah. 
Yeah. But if I'm working with somebody who's like, okay, you don't do this and you don't do that. What do you mean this with you people? And it comes like more of that deconstructive, unhealthy complaining element. And then I'm like, no, that's definitely a you problem. Oh, totally. And if I give you any more out of my cup, if I give you any more energy, I'm just going to burn myself out and I'm just going to be really unhappy by the end of this. Yeah, because you know that ultimately anything that you say is not... It's not, gonna, it's not going to go anywhere, you know? right? And, and that's where the burnout's going to come yeah. from, right? And you have to own that because yeah. they are going to be a-okay, right? right? They've been like that for quite a while, probably, yeah. right? Yeah. And ultimately, you need to take care of yourself in that. Yeah. So yeah. I would say and the best way, and I don't know how, I got to write a book on it or something, but it's got to come down <laughs> to trusting your gut, right? Yeah. Know when yeah. to lean in, know when to lean out. Yeah. Know what is your work, know when what is that person's work, and know Absolutely. that it's, it's okay to disengage. Absolutely. We need those healthy boundaries for yeah. ourselves. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think uh, so because something I've noticed within our communities is um, people not being or not feeling safe to to know what is their own work mm-hmm. because they have been so hurt and so traumatized yeah. um, by their own lived experiences yes. or by their intergenerational trauma, yeah. which, as uh, we know, affects your DNA and, and is passed on to future generations. Mm-hmm. Um, that I know a lot of people struggle to, to be okay to go, I am traumatized. I am reacting this way mm-hmm. because I'm traumatized. Mm-hmm. Um, or my complete and opposite reaction is based on this um, thought or feeling of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, slowing down, I think, is is a big part of why I think some of our people struggle to to get to that point of checking themselves mm-hmm. and, and knowing um, when to say something or when not to say something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think too, and I see this in a lot in our community is, is our community, just as in the broader community, the non-Indigenous community, there's a big fix-it culture. Mm-hmm. Like everyone mm-hmm. and everything needs to be fixed, right? Yeah. And it, that's because we have this mentality of brokenism. Everything's fucking broken because of colonization right i'm like you're not broken you're not broken right and there's so many family members that i have and they're like there's something wrong with you there's something Mm -hmm. wrong with you and Mm -hmm. they will look for a million reasons to find what is wrong with them and i'm like that's self-victimization yes yes so when it comes to like our relatives too who are in their own trauma or their own healing Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. you don't need to fix them right you just gotta do you right but again that validation of this is you this is them right Yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah but I think also just norm, not normalizing it, normalizing your reaction, your emotional reaction yeah, to that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I know that was barely scratching the surface on stereotypes and like what to do about it. Um, so I think we'll definitely do a, a follow-up ep- episode at some point. Yes. But we would absolutely love to hear your thoughts or questions or ideas or um, anything that you would like to add into this conversation. Um, what but do you feel? Yes, yeah. yes, I yeah. think so. Uh, we scratched the surface. And yeah, let us know how this conversation re- resonated with you in mm-hmm. the um, chat box. I keep calling it a chat box, but there's some box under this episode where you There's can, some way you can you make can, comments. There's some way you can comment on this episode. There's an actual email address, which we've I'm yet not to making receive email. Mind, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, email us, uh, aweberresignantshaw.ca, um, or comment on the thing on whatever. You know more about the podcast on your end than we do on our end. and also those of you listening to us listening to our voices start to think about questions for len and candace totally we want to do a whole episode on just answering questions that that you have yeah we've been talking about this for a while of bringing this into 
um, non-Indigenous spaces and, and having non-Indigenous people ask us basically anything that they want. And we're really not afraid of questions. Yeah, so they can yeah. be spicy as you want. Oh, totally. All right, we'll see you at the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Wee Bit Resi Podcast. Feel free to answer our weekly what's up cousin question in uh, this ep- in the comment section, the yeah. question section exactly. yeah. <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> yeah. You can also send us an email at a wee bit resi at shaw.ca. And if you want to stay in touch with us, give us a like on Facebook. We're on Facebook and other social media platforms soon to come.